Warning! This show contains adult themes and language, including lies, damn lies, and Breitbart. Disevidentia is an inability to reliably process evidence, and this is a podcast all about it. This episode was released on January 17th, 2022, and we are discussing Disevidentia because it is clear millions of Sean Hannity fans are suffering from it. I am Aiko. And I am Squeaky. We discuss logic and evidence because we're cynical like that. You can support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash If you spent all your money creating a truth-seeking news company, you can still like, subscribe, and leave a review to help us out. If you have a paper you have written or a small business to plug, let us know. Today, we are going to discuss misinformation and how it gets used as a source. Warning. This show contains adult themes and language, including lies, damn lies, and statistics. Lies, damn lies, and the Gateway Pundit. Including lies, damn lies, and Fox News. Including lies, damn lies, and copious background noise that makes it hard to hear. So, I know we had errors last episode. I edited it and couldn't fix everything. Mm Mm-hmm. But the only time we got any disagreement at all from anyone was someone trying to claim that video games did cause aggression, which I guess we didn't even claim, but was also kind of refuted by that big meta-study we used. Yeah, the subtle difference between aggression and violence. Aggression is, uh... uh, Nebulous, easy to reach. Yeah, like... Like, I can be aggressive with some hard eye contact. You can't hear it, listeners, but we both tried it on each other, and it doesn't work. We're too basement dweller-y. Yeah. So, like, aggression can come in many forms, and it's just, it's a really big umbrella term. Violence is much more specific. It implies bodily harm. Yeah, but even then, he made bad points. Yeah. I refuted him and promised I'd read his his source, and then it turned out his source was the source we used, but he just clearly only read the abstract and moved on. Yeah. Yeah. So the source eviscerated his standpoint. Just as you add rigor, if you do a longitudinal study, aggression drops away. That's where you follow people over time instead of just, you know, a brief study window that might be a couple weeks. For clarity, how much time? Usually years. Mm -hmm. The longitudinal study in the thing, I think, followed them 18 months. And that was enough time to make the effect go away. That seems to be on the lower end of these kinds of studies. But yeah, Yeah, there are longitudinal there are longitudinal studies that last decades. Yeah. But this is also just video games. The stakes aren't exactly high, even from the people claiming the strongest effects. Uh, The flash drive. Mm -hmm. So that was the only person to reach out to us on social media claiming we got anything wrong. We should probably clarify and add some adjustments to those rules because I don't want to be I don't want people to like start demanding a trillion flash drives from a million episodes ago. So how about we put a 30 day or two episode limit on this? Yeah, seems right. reasonable to me. Hit us up for our last two episodes or 30 days and we'll just try to be reasonable reasonable about it. And again, we've corrected ourselves. Look back at well any of our episodes where we insert things and tell you what we did wrong. That's about half of them. And if you do want to reach out, there's a bunch of ways you can do that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash disevidentia. We have our subreddit at r slash disevidentia. You can tweet at us at disevidentia. We have a Discord server. You can find the URL in the show notes. We also have a YouTube. We'll put the URL for that in the show notes as well. We have an email, contact at disevidentia.com. And you can get all the links for these at our website and read the show notes at disevidentia.com. But we do not have a Facebook because fuck Mark Zuckerberg. You know, in an episode about misinformation, that's extra true. Yes. They could just get rid of misinformation on Facebook. They just could. They have that technology. They choose not to because it's too profitable. Yep. It would reduce engagement and less engagement means less advertising revenue. And here we are. (sighs) 
Yay, engagement. COVID misinformation is good for the bottom dollar. Capitalism can monetize anything. Just about, yeah. Okay, let's discuss COVID. Oh, capitalism can even monetize bathwater. Good job, Belle Delphine. Now I gotta cite that shit. <laughs> I'm not putting a link in there. You can fucking Google it. <laughs> Find your own bathwater. Okay. I wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think she's selling bathwater anymore. Let's just move on. Anymore. Anymore. Mako, they're banning gaming computers. What? Like they didn't a few episodes ago? Uh, this is different. They're locking up gamers to work in the crypto mines. I'm pretty sure that is not how any of this works. But that's what it says on proudamericannews.wordpress.com.ru slash porndialer slash barely underscore legal slash alqaeda.pdf. I really, really need you to say that again and listen to yourself carefully. While you do. Oh, okay. Proudamericannews.wordpress.com.ru slash porn dialer. Hmm, I see. And I know you can still get great custom gaming computers from a reliable source, ABK Customs. What's ABK Customs? They are knowledgeable experts that can help you get the computer you need. Be sure to use code EVIDENCE to get a 10% discount. That sounds great. How can I reach them? Just go to www.5z8.info slash nsfw underscore j3a5gp underscore like hyphen a hyphen rose hyphen four hyphen emily hyphen but hyphen real hyphen and hyphen on hyphen camera. Uh, Google says ABK... K-U-S-T-O-M-Z dot com. ABKCustoms.com. Yeah, that probably works too. COVID seems really relevant to the topic of misinformation. Yeah, there's quite a bit of COVID misinformation out there. Yes. Do we want to just stick to some real information to get started? Just keep people up to date on this thing that's we'll killing? Do the regular COVID updates, yes. Okay. I added a source that indicates that the CDC guidance may be too short. Uh, it turns out in Taiwan, they're sticking to a longer term quarantine period. And a lot of places are. Yeah. There's a mix of reasons for it. Following the official line, the CDC is saying that if you're... If you have a positive test, quarantine for five days until you have no symptoms, or you have to have no symptoms for five days, and then you're safe to go out with a mask. And I think part of that is there's a lot of people who won't listen to any guidance at all. Yeah. Or who won't listen to the 10 or, you know, 14 day guidance, and they might be able to get them to listen to the five day guidance. Like, I don't sit in and listen on meetings, but that, that was my first thought when I heard this guidance as well. It feels like they're just trying to make these things approachable to more people to get whatever effect they can get and not alienate the people even even further than they already have which i kind of get it but that's really really shitty yeah i don't like it at all either because the numbers do say that the vast majority of people are fine after no symptoms in five days but 10 percent of people with something as virulent as omicron is one person slips through and infects 20 or something yeah it's ridiculous potentially still disastrous if you're trying to reach out to those middle ground people i i don't know i haven't seen those people I see people on the extremes, the extreme right and extreme left. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so maybe I should sort this, or no, cite this, blah. But the, I did, during the course of research, I, I didn't think it was particularly relevant to this, and maybe it is, but The Atlantic had an article about how there are two different camps uh, forming that are pro-vax. They are vax and done, or vax and cautious. And the idea behind Vax and Done is that these people feel that they've, they've done enough to be conscientious and safeguard people. And like doing more than that is just, it's too much. It's not going to make a strong enough impact. And so, I mean, they're keeping up to date on their boosters, but they're not going to do anything more than that. Ah, yes. I'm wearing my seatbelt. I could ignore all the red lights. 
Something like that. <laughs> yeah, every one of these things, we've discussed this before, every one of these things statistically reduces the likelihood of infection for yourself or for others or both. So adding more layers of protection is good. It just full stop. Yeah, and even MSNBC uh, in an episode this past week had some hard questions for Dr. Fauci, who they had on. They asked if this was too short, and Fauci said, well, hang on, this is really 10 days because we're recommending five days with an N95 mask. Uh, a bunch of businesses and MSNBC, the host, pointed out that the businesses who wanted to shorten the time period still wanted to have a negative test to end the time period. And Dr. Fauci kind of waffled on this one, but it was implied that the tests are kind of hard to get and with the false negative rate and it just wouldn't actually do a lot and put more burden on the testing system because with how many cases we've had. right? Yeah. yeah. And this is a U.S. centric problem. Different places have different rates, different issues. Right. If you're in Australia or Taiwan, one of these places that's really good at clamping down, of course, staying in longer is going to be easier because you have infrastructure to help. Did they say which tests specifically are in short supply? Uh, I am pretty sure all of them are. All of them. Well, I'm not going by them, but like other podcasts I've listened to, like the Cognitive Dissonance guys, tried to go to the store to buy some, and it was an all-day trip from podcast or from a okay, pharmacy. Home tests. They're in short supply, but the National Guard is setting up testing sites, and they're booked constantly. Okay. And if you go to a pharmacy to schedule a test, you have to schedule it a few days out. It's just all of them are booked. All of them are in short supply. I'm not. I'm not saying that we're running out. It's just a thing that you want that day. You might have to wait three days on, and that's uh not ideal. Yeah, no. You you probably have to go to the ER, and even then, a lot of ERs are full. <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. So if you care about your own safety, just quarantine extra. Mask up. Don't travel if you don't have to. Ah. All right. You added something about a Omicron vaccine. Yeah. Pfizer is working on an Omicron-specific vaccine that the goal of it is to improve protection from specifically Omicron because our current vaccines and boosters, they're not quite as effective with Omicron, but they're, they're still pretty effective. You don't need to panic. They're just not as great. They also want to increase protection from symptomatic infection, which is an area of the vaccines haven't really focused on uh, as aggressively thus far. Mostly it's just been protecting from a serious injury or death as a result of COVID is where a lot of these vaccines have been focusing. So they want to move it from, well, right now, and we'll get into the numbers for this, but right now about 75% of the U.S. has at least one dose. And if you have at least one dose, your chances of surviving are just way better. Yeah. For Omicron, at least. Mm -hmm. And for, for the others, you just don't get sick at all. But you're saying that they're trying to work it so that way the new vaccines prevent symptoms even if you get infected. Uh, that's what they're aiming for, yes. Okay, that makes sense. They've already started manufacturing doses, and they said that the first of these doses will probably be available in March. Okay, so just a few months out. Yeah. Now, I know and I've seen in a bunch of sources that hospitalizations are at a record high, and you just mentioned the ERs are full. Yeah, so I have uh, two different sources for that one. They have slightly different numbers, but in both cases, we're above the previous record. So one source, ABC News, is reporting that we have 141,000 Americans hospitalized with COVID-19. Then Reuters says pretty much the same thing, but the number they're reporting is 132,000. So both these sources agree that we've broken our previous record. Is that in a single day? Uh, simultaneously, at the same time, not okay. in a single day. Okay, so the, all the people with cases right now. Okay. Yeah, and that is people hospitalized with COVID-19. That is not people hospitalized because of COVID-19. That is a... So if little Timmy broke his arm but had... Again, they went into the hospital and he, they tested him. Turns out he had COVID-19. He would be included in the statistic. But this is still relevant because this is the same statistic that was used before. And so either way, 
even if you you want to try to spin this and to say that it's not as relevant well it's equally not as relevant the last time we're still breaking new record numbers <laughs> this is still a problem all right let's just go over the sources for that real quick i used taiwannews.com.tw to have an example of a foreign country that had different guidelines than us for that first bit you cited cnbc for the pfizer omicron vaccine and abcnews.go.com for the hospitalizations at a record high and a reuters link for that as well yes okay and just for some perspective on how vaccinated we are uh, i got usafacts.org and vaccine tracker.ecdc.europa.eu these are just a vaccine tracker for the u.s and for europe 75 percent of americans have at least one shot 63 percent of us are fully vaccinated in, the, in Europe, it's pretty close, but it seems like more people who get one shot follow through. Mm-hmm. 73% have one dose or more, but just about 69% are fully vaccinated. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It was right there. Okay. Uh, I dropped my source for this, but I had some numbers for the rest of the world, and it's much more bleak when you include the rest of the world, because there are lots of countries that can't make vaccines. Yeah, let's end that on a high note. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Now let's hold on to our butts. This is going to get real. Is it? No. Is it? We wanted to discuss bullshit websites and other bullshit sources, I guess. Yep. There's quite a few of them out there. So when we say misinformation, what are we talking about? What do we mean? People presenting information as if they are facts when they are not. So a fancy word for lies. Yes. (laughs) But like... Misinformation is a little bit more broad. When you use the word lies, a lot of people think that, okay, well, this is a complete fabrication. And a lot of misinformation out there isn't a complete fabrication. One example is when we touched on COVID-19 and how it transmits. People were trying to say, well, cloth masks are completely useless because COVID-19 is too small. It's going to get through them. And like they were even trying to say that it can get through all but the the best N95 masks. Uh, And we actually... That's technically true, but it's still false because... COVID-19 travels in water droplets. We actually touched on this specifically in another episode where the Gateway Pundit, a website we'll be talking about a little more here, chopped up a video from the Mayo Clinic and misrepresented it. Yep. They used uh, smoke particles and you know, smoke is made of molecules and molecules are smaller than viruses. And they were saying exactly that. Look, this smoke passes through this N95 mask. Masks are useless. Don't wear masks. Fucking liars. Yeah. So you can sometimes have things that are factual being presented in a way that that just doesn't it's not the claim that the facts are trying to make and so you can get people who don't really understand all the information getting swept up in this because a part of it is based on fact therefore that seems more trustworthy as a whole and that's not something that happens with outright lies and often there's a motive in spreading this kind of stuff Uh, people will try to be selling something Uh, one nation state might be attacking another like uh, the United States might be might be spreading misinformation about Vladimir Putin being more evil than he actually is to try to move the Overton window and shift the idea of what Russian people are thinking about. And Russia might do the same thing to us. They might try to destabilize our country by creating divisiveness, by pushing anti-vaccine nonsense. We actually mm-hmm. have seen things like that happening. Or they helped push the big lie with President Trump. They tried to push the idea that there was some sort of election fraud. That's good for them because if our political leaders here have to deal with local instability, they're less likely to make an effective response to whatever Russia wants to do. So there's reasons if you just want to sell a book full of misinformation, if you're a big nation state actor. Do we have other reasons why people may do this? Uh, 
Well, it, it's almost always some kind of profiting or some kind of uh, material or monetary gain. Not for everybody, though. There are some people who definitely get swept up in this and genuinely believe it and they feel like they have to share it. Okay, so the three kind of reasons then that I've seen it, because you're absolutely right, those people exist, is a profit, nation state actors attacking each other, and true believers. Yeah. And like Q is full of true believers, but it started off as political nonsense. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before the podcast started, I suggested that you and I play a game and we kind of agreed. Yep. I had to twist his arm. Still twisting. Yeah, I'm really good at twisting his arm while speaking levelly into a microphone. I mean, obviously, the evidence is right there. <laughs> and just look right here, listener. <laughs> you can see me twisting his arm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, a simple race. So that way we couldn't prepare in advance. Me and Mako have both secretly selected topics. And the other one will find a piece of misinformation on our topic. And we did agree it has to be something that there's a reasonable expectation for there to be misinformation out there about. Do you want to reveal your topic first? I chose what my topic was, but I can't, can't remember it right now. Well, take a moment. I can fix it. Okay. <laughs> or pick a new topic. It's... I'm thinking. Uh... Swiss made penis enlargement pumps? Oh my god. No. It's like I'm thinking of a bunch of super, super obvious ones and I'm not like remembering. Most of the stuff I'm thinking of, like you'll find a hit like instantly. <laughs> I think that's how it's going to be for misinformation. Well, you were saying earlier that you, on your test drive, it wasn't until your seventh link. Yeah, but still on the first page of results. Yeah, yeah. I, and what I'm saying is the things that I'm thinking of is mostly going to be the number first one? result. Uh, well, you can lay it out there. I don't think mine's going to be super amazing either. We don't have to game it too hard. <laughs> we want to go for a big obvious one. Uh, I was going to say birds aren't real. Oh, jeez. You want me to find birds aren't real? Okay, I would like you to find a source that claims vaccines cause autism. Are you ready? Okay, I'm at the, the new page. I, I'm at a new page. Okay. All right, three, two, one, go. Okay. Are birds real? Ornithology.com. This is, this is legitimate information. Birds aren't real. Birds are real. Are birds real? Birds aren't, there you go. Birdsaren'treal.com. I believe it took me... 15 seconds to... Is that right? 15 seconds? I don't know. I'll get the time in there. I feel like I'm getting a bunch of personalized results. What'd you get? On the first page, I couldn't find anything that was misinformation. Really? For vaccines causing autism? Yeah. Try DuckDuckGo. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, you gave me an easy one. I did. And I'm not sure if it's even a real conspiracy theory. I don't oh. know who believes this. Romper.com. There's one. That is... What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The seventh link on the first page romper.com and it's a an article titled here's all the evidence that proves vaccines cause autism fuck okay so we each found misinformation in less than two minutes hold on I, the, the headline is is damning but I, I don't know if they're actually making the claim so let me confirm that okay Okay, yeah, no, it's just a clickbaity thing. They're not actually claiming vaccines cause autism. Onward. All right, I'll jump in and help. Yeah, I'm moving on to page three, and I still haven't found anything obvious. Yeah, okay, let's kill it there. I'm really surprised. Actually, how about this? Go to Twitter and search for vaccine autism. Sweet. Oh, my God. You'll, you'll find it in like two seconds. Okay, so going to Twitter, I'm not logged in, and it prompted me with a login to try to do anything. So I just used 
Google's site search for Twitter and the first page of Google results doing a Twitter site search still didn't yield any results. On the second page, what is this? Fourth link from what I found. I don't know if we want to use his name. He's posting on Twitter. Whatever. Fine. Ben Greenfield says, or tweets, Vaccines do indeed cause autism, and for Pete's sake, don't trust at Snopes for your news on this matter or any other alternative health news. All right. Snag that and throw it in there. So this one's a bit older. It took you about five minutes to find that. It seems that the internet has done a pretty good job cleaning up the vaccine-causing autism myth. That was started by this doctor, uh, a guy named Wakefield, who published a bullshit article uh, a few decades ago, or bullshit paper, that claimed this link existed. And he was crusading. He was a true believer. He was very, very wrong. And uh, lots of other scientists researched this and rebutted him. And then, after that, popular media picked up the original guy, and lots of people made these claims. And it was all over the place, even just a year ago. So I guess this is getting harder to see. If we'd have gone with COVID, it would have been super easy to find shit. Yeah. Sorry I made it too obscure. Uh, I mean, at the surface of it, it seems like the type of thing that'd be pretty easy to find. I'm a little bit surprised it took me that long as well. I expected like maybe a minute, but not five. <laughs> I've gotten in the past two or three days misinformation on ivermectin and vaccines, uh, misinformation on politics stuff. So many people are claiming that Biden is senile. Uh, if you're following Alex Jones, everyone's going to die pretty much every day. Yeah, it's all doom and gloom and him selling you something to either make it go away or make it better somehow. But he, he'll, he'll claim everyone's going to die because the globalists are going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And the globalists is this great keyword for people who are evidence driven. We're meant to believe it's, you know, global corporations are taking over. But for people who are racist, it's a keyword for uh, Jewish people. For people who are like way deep down the rabbit hole, they think lizard people are literal aliens or something. Yeah. The globalist means all of this. And when the globalists come to kill everyone and you're living in a bunker, use your Alex Jones Jones branded iodine so you don't become iodine deficient and filter your water to filter out all the, the nerve gases and anthrax with your Alex Jones branded water filter. Yep. He <sighs> is a proper fucking doomer. This is fucking stupid. Ugh. But this is where we're at. It's okay. We're just speaking the language conservatives understand. Ugh. Yeah. So there's a whole gradient of credibility. And I just jotted some notes down. I figured we should go over this spectrum. Because yeah. Alex Jones is on one extreme. He's just completely full of shit. Then there's, on the other end, completely unimpeachable sources. Why don't I break this down and you tell me your thoughts on the spectrum? Sure. There's the unimpeachable sources. We'll get more into that later, but sources you can just trust. Sources that add their own analysis, but might add bias or add some errors because adding analysis does that. Sources with some intentional bias. And we're a little bit biased. We're intentionally biased here. Yep. Sources that intentionally lie or are involved in the stories they're working on without disclosing it. We're definitely better than them, I think. But lots of people can't tease these guys out from the rest. And then sources that completely fabricate nonsense. Mm -hmm. They completely fabricate things or make nonsense. That's sort of like the five broad categories they lump things into. And of course, some things straddle boundaries, but you can use that to compare one to the other. Because if someone is uh, is doing their own analysis and then they're contradicted by Reuters, right? Reuters is unimpeachably true most of the time. Yeah. Usually there's like, there's some error in the initial information gathering if Reuters says something that turns out to not be true. And it's often an understandable mistake and they'll issue retractions as necessary. Reuters and AP News tries to be as close to just stating raw fact as we can reasonably get. Yeah. 
Uh, I also think in this category of unimpeachable sources is uh, well-duplicated scientific studies. Mm-hmm. So one study isn't necessarily great. I mean, they're like movies. Sometimes they just suck. Yeah, of course. But most scientific studies are pretty good. But if a study has been done four or five times and they keep getting the same results, that's really good. If different scientists in different places are getting the same thing, that's probably just true. Like what we have with vaccines. We have tons of different uh, medical organizations in countries all over the world that all have opposing motives. And they all agree, vaccinate to save lives. So if you're going to disagree with that base fact, you've got a real steep hill to climb. Yeah, it's the... Reminding me of the belief that there is an ongoing mass killing through the vaccine. Oh my God, that is shit that Alex Jones actually said that taking the vaccine will kill you. Yeah. Then he had to backpedal, but he didn't issue a correction or anything. He just started saying, oh, it'll sterilize you. And now he's switched to, well, the first shot won't kill you, the second shot will. (sighs) Of course. I wonder what the next goalpost will be. I don't know. Ever shifting. So to summarize, the unimpeachable sources, their mistakes are rare, they issue corrections, they're almost never sensational. But I would argue the con for this, this high level of reliability, is because they don't provide a lot of analysis, they often don't provide a lot of context, so it might be hard for people to use their information. Yeah, it's not as digestible, it's not as approachable, because you're inviting other people to try to draw their own conclusions, and most of the time, most people are just not going to have enough information to do that. Yeah, so Russia moved into Chechnya, what does that mean for me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just an example. That's something I I don't know if Russia actually did. Right. It's just that could have be that could be a fact. One of these places might report on it. It's like how does that relate to me? But yeah, it does so- give an idea of like the raw fact as I described it. Like what the type of thing you're going to yeah. get from them. But a source that adds a little bit of their own analysis, like CNN or the New York Times or most serious news outlets, yep. might say uh, Russia's invading Chechnya. Here's what Democrats are going to do. Here's what Republicans are going to do. That then begins to impact your life because maybe spending, maybe. Tax- Taxes, maybe uh, somebody you know in the military might get shipped off, right? They do some speculation in order to try to make the information more digestible. Yeah. And that process can't help but introduce bias, but these real professionals work to minimize it. Yeah. So that extra analysis does introduce more errors, but these credible sources also issue retractions and do it loudly and proudly. Like we found one, uh, the Rolling Stone. They were talking about people dying on the way to the ER in Oklahoma, and they issued a retraction the same day. They put it right there in the article. In the article is probably the best place to put it, but yeah. And this doesn't include the editorial section. So a lot of people aren't familiar with the concept of editorials. I guess that's a it's an old-timey physical newspaper idea. Yeah, a lot of publications that I've seen online, they do say when these things are editorials, but they don't make it super obvious that they are. Like, it's in smaller print near the top, usually, and then that's it. That's your only clue. Yeah, it's like, there's the title, an ad, the word editorial, another ad, the article. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... it can be difficult unless you're consciously asking yourself, okay, is this an editorial? Is this fact-based? And even then, like for me, most of the time, I don't think to ask that question until I'm halfway through the article and I'm like, wait a minute, these are some crazy claims. Yeah, the editorial move it down one or two more categories on this scale we've made. There are sources with intentional bias. That's the next rundown. We have intentional bias. I think our opinion is reality has a liberal bias. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we, the, of course, the joke being that realities can't have a bias. It's just that in order to preserve the current power structures, conservatives throughout history have had to lie. And if you're wanting to make progress and you're doing things like looking at evidence, you will have to conflict with people who are lying, which means you have to conflict with conservatives. And that's just the logical progression of that situation. But again, that requires analysis and nuance. And if deployed incorrectly, can lead to people making errors. 
because clearly that doesn't work for every topic. Like, I wouldn't try to use that logic for a detailed tax law. Probably wouldn't work there. But I think it works great on vaccines, COVID misinformation. <laughs> the big lie works there. Anyway, mm -hmm. way off in the weeds. So there's us, and we're disclosing that. We feel that makes us more credible. But I'd also put MSNBC in this category. They're weird. I haven't bothered looking at much of what they have to throw out there in a while, but... They're clearly left-leaning, but yeah. they also don't try to hide it. No. I'd say these people can be credible if they're clear about their bias, and I would look at other red flags, like, do they issue corrections when they make mistakes? Because everybody can make mistakes, right? Yeah, um, and everybody at some point or another does make mistakes, yeah. Yeah, and these sources are often more sensational, right? Like, I would argue Fox News from 20 or 25 years ago was in this category. They would just have slightly more sensational headlines, and they made an attempt at at least looking credible, but they were biased and conservative leaning and it showed but they also either didn't overtly lie or were better about it back then i think i mean if i had to guess i don't i don't know i haven't researched this in detail but if i had to guess i, I think they've been getting more and more sensational as time goes on yeah. they've been trying to see exactly how much engagement and they're constantly trying to push that limit to maximize the engagement of what they think they can get away with i think i would agree with you but a point we bring up about Fox News and when we're pointing out intentional lies, they're all newer. The oldest intentional lie I'm aware of is like eight or nine years old. They faked some photos in a war zone and they added extra plumes of smoke. They didn't do that 20 years ago, as near as I can tell, but they've done it several times recently. Yeah. All right, so to wrap that one up, uh, places with intentional bias. Mistakes are going to be not rare. They're going to happen slightly more often because there's more analysis, and bias might introduce errors. If they're reliable, they'll issue corrections, but not all of them do. And there's more sensationalism at this level. So I think we're doing good there. We're not very sensational, are we? I hope not. <laughs> that was the most level, just even-keeled sentence. You're just, whatever, okay. Okay. Yeah, I all, don't know. You have all the emotion of a rock. I'm definitely more expressive than a rock. Dude, I have seen pet rocks. They're adorable. Okay, fine. Pet rocks have shit over me. <laughs> I was just talking about a run-of-the-mill rock. Yeah, okay, I'll grant you that. You're more expressive than a run-of-the-mill rock. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sources that intentionally lie were involved in stories without disclosing it. So Fox News is the big one now. Just a few days ago, it came out that Sean Hannity was somehow involved in the January 6th insurrection. He didn't disclose that to his listeners. Nope. And he allegedly sent texts to the White House in advance of the insurrection. So that's problematic. We can even read some of that. Let's see some of the texts. On the eve of the insurrection, he also allegedly sent a text message that said, quote, I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. With the counting of the electoral votes scheduled for January 6th at 1 p.m., why are you concerned about the next 48 hours? So he knew something was happening on January 5th before the insurrection on January 6th. So he was involved and had a whole fucking year to disclose it and didn't. So that's not something a legitimate news source does. Nope. When we went out to go to the Kellogg's place, we plainly said we're pro-labor. Yeah. Yeah, we're biased, but you know that you can take that into account. We also didn't lie or fabricate anything. And looking at Fox News, we have a, we have sources showing they photoshopped things. They've got one picture, and I'll see if we can get that put in the video for YouTube. But they've got a reporter who's a normal-looking person, but they photoshopped him to make him less visually appealing. They've made his head a more narrow shape. They've put they've darkened the bags under his eyes. They've made his chin Neanderthal-like. Oh my god, that is like proper uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah, they 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 uglified him proper. 
This guy, Jack Steinberg. I mean, he looks like a normal dude in the picture that's labeled actual photo. Then in the other one, he looks like like a conehead Neanderthal thing, right? Yeah. And that's just one thing. That's like, okay, maybe maybe somebody was fucking around or maybe they added a bad filter to it. But they did it to a few different people. And I'll see if we can't get these photos and the next ones in the YouTube video so you can see them easier. Mm-hmm. But then they also just lie about things that are in their political camp. Uh, the Seattle Times actually points out where they lied about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. I'm not going to defend everything that went on there because I, I don't know. I haven't researched it. But they added a gunman to uh, several of the pictures. So they've got pictures of this uh, sign that says you're now entering the free Cap Hill. And we have pictures of it the way Getty Images shows it. And then they've photoshopped on... Uh, this guy with a green mask and a thing that looks a lot like an assault rifle. And they've just photoshopped this guy onto things. Ugh. So yeah, we've got before and after there. They've also reused pictures. In this AP photo from May 30th, a protester runs past burning cars and buildings in Chicago Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. So this is from a, a protest in Minnesota, real yep. photo, but then they took it and reused it and said, Seattle's doing this. This happened in Seattle. They made it look like the whole town's burning down. Yeah, I, I can't remember very much in the way of specific examples, but I seem to recall that flavor of bullshit happening a lot from places like Fox News and it actually being worse in places like OAN, Breitbart, that are yeah. more aggressive. OAN and Breitbart are firmly in this category of actively lying to you. Every time I go to one of their things, somebody cites it as a source when I'm arguing online, yeah. it's either this category or the next one. Ugh. So yeah, so Fox News is openly lying. It's not even like you have to dig for it. 20 years ago, you had to be like picking on Bill O'Reilly where he says tides go in, tides go out. Can't explain that. <laughs> and it's like, sure, he was wrong, but he was legitimately wrong. He was just kind of dumb. Yeah. Some people are just normal dumb. For our listeners, we're not trying to call you dumb. If you don't know how the tides work, that's fine. We'll leave a link in the in the show notes explaining yeah. how the moon's gravity affects tides. But if you're a professional that's talking about this on air with time to prep and you have a staff that's also helping you to prep, then it's different. Yeah, you shouldn't make those mistakes. If you're just one of our listeners and you don't know how something works, that's fine. You're not claiming to know how it works. Just like... Me on the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. I don't know that thing. That's fine. I'm also not claiming to know a ton about it, except about these very specific photos. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know it's a valid answer, but Mr. O'Reilly, claiming that nobody knows when we've known since Isaac fucking Newton. Just fuck off. Yeah, that's uh, <sighs> that's a pretty special moment for him. But he said it every fucking episode, man. It was like his sign-off. Pretty special moments? Okay. The final category, the least good one, is sources that completely fabricate stories or nonsense. There's a bunch of reasons to do this. Pseudoscience peddlers, they love to sell you shit. Conspiracy theorists, you know, they're generally, a, they're generally some flavor of true believer. Yeah. Uh, and then people like Alex Jones. If you're not familiar, Alex Jones is just a damn dirty liar. When he goes into other people's media, he really tones it down. So he's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on other people's radio shows or TV shows or even in court. It's night and day. When he's on Joe Rogan, he seems almost reasonable until he gets really drunk. Then he starts saying some dumb shit. When he's in court, he's not lying. Usually. <laughs> Usually. But at least there, his lies are like reasonable. Like, I don't believe I said that or there's no record of me saying that. And then we can go find a record from saying that. But on his show, he's no, no kidding. No exaggeration. He's saying stuff like everyone is going to die if we don't wake up and fight the globalists or everyone is going to die if you take the vaccine. Or if we don't repent and pray to Jesus, you will all die. Like, is that extreme that often? And there's more people like him. He's just he's one of the them. big one. He's a visible one because he's actually gotten smaller recently. But oh, yeah, people yeah. know his name. He's been deplatformed and 
uh, had other things. So yeah, he's smaller. He's definitely not at his peak, but he already hit that critical mass. He's going to be around. I would recommend if you want to learn more about Alex Jones, go through the filter of knowledge fight. These two comedians, comedian philosophers, I don't know. They're two very intelligent people who watch whole Alex Jones episodes, pull out clips, and then discuss why he's wrong. They go into sources where he doesn't. They show how he claims to be news, and he does take news from other outlets. And we do too. That's okay. That's fine. That's That makes sense to do. But at least we read the articles. We educate ourselves the slightest bit. He takes the headlines and begins fabricating nonsense. Ugh. Tries to pull it all together into his own little narrative. Yep. And his narrative is way the fuck out there. Um, other people in this completely fabricating nonsense area are people like Zechariah Sitchin, who wrote the book Chariot of the Gods. Yep. Tried to make claims about what ancient Sumerian texts say when no other expert agrees with them. Yeah. Yeah. He claimed to be able to translate uh, ancient Sumerian tablets when we you know, already know how to translate them. But his translations are way more sensational and way easier to sell books around. Yep. And the book selling was, in my opinion, the obvious goal there. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Now, we discussed that more in episode 21, Anunnaki and Ancient Aliens. So I'll leave a link for that one in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave a link to knowledgefight.com, but it's probably better to get that podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, I have to search for Knowledge Fight. should have a red logo. For the Fox News photoshops, we've got the Huffington Post, Seattle Times, and cbsnews.com. Three different examples. I guess the CBS News has the Sean Hannity involvement. It's actually really good. Go ahead and read that. It's fucked up how involved he is. I didn't have any real plan about these. I just found some bullshit sources that inspired me to make this episode. Okay. I see a Reddit post and the Gateway Pundit. Ah, uh, yeah. The... The day after the last episode, somebody tried to link the Gateway Pundit claiming Biden was laughing at people dying, and they gave me this bullshit link to the Gateway Pundit. And just looking at it, at first I was like, the Gateway Pundit, why do I re remember that name? What, what is this? And then it's got this video where Biden's photoshopped to look like very plastic surgeried, and it just starts talking about Biden was laughing at people. And they, they, they took like little excerpts of a Christmas speech and restitched it together to make shit up. The Gateway Pundit's thoroughly in this either fabricating nonsense or overtly lying category. Ugh, I don't know. We'll leave a link to this, but it just what, it's just what inspired this episode. I don't even know how to dig into it at this point. Okay. <laughs> a monitor went out. Your monitor went out. Is Fox News that bad? Did Fox News say that your monitor was working correctly and then it stopped? Uh, it, no, not quite. Uh, maybe Fox News was saying that the monitor cable was secure. Oh, goodness. You gotta stop the illegal immigrants from crossing the HDMI cable. Oh, maybe, maybe we apply this. Well, why don't we look at it and see how we might tease out that this is, that this is fake news. Gateway Pundit. We report the truth and leave Russia collusion fairy tale to the conspiracy media. Wow, that's uh pretty on the nose. Ha ha ha. Biden laughs when confronted on Kamala Harris's claims he didn't see Delta or Omicron coming. So they've got a video. I watched it like a week ago. Literally everyone saw more variants coming. Sure. They just jumped to the most humiliating point in this uh, ABC News thing. They skipped the first six minutes of the video. Yeah, it is a little bit awkward, like his response. 
how he and it does initially say nobody saw it coming like i guess depending on how you want to interpret that he could say that nobody saw like a, another variant like omicron being as infectious as it is causing new record highs because a lot of people when alpha was still going through the nation a lot of people felt that that was kind of the peak because even if we were to get more variants down the line we would have more techniques and mechanisms in order to fight the virus and we do we do but it's the virus is also getting more virulent yeah and a lot of people when alpha was dominant didn't expect the virus to have the opportunity to get this virulent yeah it's clear to me that that's a just a a mistake in the moment or or picking a thing out of context. This is exactly what the Gateway Pundit did with that Mayo Clinic video last time we looked at him. They, well, they took a video out of context and just ran with it. Yeah, not only that, but like loaded language near the top. They say, quote, Biden short-circuited for a few seconds before awkwardly laughing. So they're trying to call him a robot and accuse him of being awkward. To give Gateway Pundit the benefit of the doubt here, I don't think they're literally calling him a robot. But yeah, I see what you're saying. There, some some people will infer that. Well, with everything else they're trying to say here, I'm eh. like, come on. So, but yeah, they say literally everyone saw more variants coming. And yeah, we did. Uh, everyone expected it to mutate at some point. But uh, yeah, that's, it's not, that is what it sounds like on the face of it in his first comment. But in his clarification, that is in the video they provide, there's more context there. Uh, a big thing gateway pundit does is operate on attention deficit they expect you to watch just enough to get what you're looking for oh, and then all, move on. yeah all of yeah. these kinds of websites depend on attention deficit and the gateway pundit is actually one of the better assembled versions of these fake news websites they've been around a little while they've been around three or four years at least and like it doesn't have obvious errors in like the coding of the website a lot of these web pages are like either stock wordpress templates or they have like pictures overlapping each other text running off into pictures they don't look good on mobile so at least this is like, I'm not going to say well laid out, but at least it doesn't have obvious errors or visual artifacts or something. Um, it does do the thing where there's a bunch of comments at the bottom and they're all extremely right wing. So that's kind of a... Yeah, I, I closed the tab before I even bothered looking at the comments at the bottom. Biden, the demented corpse, is cackling like Kamala. Four upvotes. Wow. They have something about American gulag. Yeah, again, you're right. Just the, the very loaded language. And this, this doesn't feel like a misinformation site if you weren't expecting it to be one. And if you already are lined up with hating on the Democrats, this almost seems plausible. Yeah, you just give a pass to all of the big red flags. Yeah, so I assembled a list of possible red flags. We could check off what some of these do and don't hit. Sure. I started by going out and Googling how other people do it, but I found two sources, uh, theconversation.com and turnitin.com. Turnitin looks like a, a resource for uh, teachers. Mm -hmm. And the conversation, general purpose information, I only read this one article and skimmed around to make sure it wasn't complete bullshit, because they weren't making hard factual claims. They're like, here's mechanisms and methods you can use. You can duplicate this on your own. And both suggested uh, checking to see if a thing evokes anger or disgust. Is it looking for an emotional reaction? Uh, yes. So yeah, if, if you really hate Joe Biden, him laughing about the virus would evoke disgust. Well, even if you don't hate Joe Biden, most people are going to be insulted by their elected leader laughing at the deaths of those under him. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That, that is a violation of the social contract of being a late leader. Blah. On sites or on sources that evoke anger and disgust, Hank Green, a science communicator from like SciShow on YouTube, and uh, he has the Crash Course series where you can learn about history and science and stuff. Uh, he had a really insightful tweet on Joe Rogan. 
Um, this isn't like a source where I'm claiming Joe Rogan's definitely full of shit because of that. It's just a lens to view, uh, to view Joe Rogan through. And it makes a ton of sense. So in it, he says, Joe Rogan has paid millions of dollars to have controversial opinions and guests because a lot of people really like the feeling of being independent, independent from or looking down on mainstream people and perspectives. Look at his shtick through this lens and it all makes way more sense. Yeah. He doesn't care what he's saying. He doesn't actually believe or it doesn't matter if he believes. He routinely says that like, hey, you shouldn't listen to what I say. And yet people do. Because he just repeats the same bullshit so much, and it, he's pushing the boundary and being sensational, and he's just a shock jock. Yeah. yeah. He's going for the shock to get people to listen, and that's how he gets, you know, millions of dollars in a contract from Spotify to, to do this. Yeah. Some websites will take the opposite tack and try to make you, fe- make you feel good about it. I'm sure we've all seen those ads where it's like, only 1% of people are smart enough to beat this puzzle, or are you smart enough to do this? And then the puzzle is like sliding a thing into place. And, it's and something stupid. It's always something stupid. They ask you three questions, claim your IQ is 200. Yeah. Yeah. Just something stupid like that. This one doesn't do that, but that's something I've seen on other websites. Does it confirm something you've already believed? And this this bit me, actually. Uh, researching uh, the episode for the for the video game thing, right? I had to step back and, like, make sure I wasn't doing it wrong. And I even put some sources out in front of uh, in front of our Discord. And one of our Discord listeners corrected me on a bunch of stuff. So it's really easy to fall into the trap of, I think this is true. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like a... I don't know what the best word for it is, but it's like an, an optimization for in, information processing. Like to turn over every single stone is something that is outside the reach of most people. So we rely on certain things in order to take shortcuts. Yeah, if you've already, if you if you think you've already learned a thing, you don't question it. Well, you don't question it as much. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I would argue that for people who are hyper conservative or hyper right leaning, this article hits that. Yeah. It confirms things they think they are. Or it confirms things I already believe. All right, so uh, does it? Does the article or does the source involve things that are too good to be true? Uh, this doesn't seem to claim anything that's good. No, but uh, this does happen for other misinformation, particularly around COVID. We've had a lot of people claiming yeah. you could cure COVID with olive oil and rosemary or whatever nonsense. Uh, yeah, or ivermectin, or what was the one before ivermectin? Um, fuck, hydrochloroquine. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, so this one didn't suffer from it, but a lot of these fake news websites have bad writing. Yeah. And that's because of the nature of what they are. If they're a small outfit, they often make more more errors. And we certainly make more errors than if we had a staff of 20 people. Oh, yeah. Proofreaders. Yeah. When you have like someone dedicated to catching the errors, you're going to catch way more errors. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how that works. Uh, but then also there's reasons for like, we mentioned nation state actors. If a bunch of Russians are trying to infiltrate American culture and give us bullshit that will destabilize the country, they're, they might not be experts in how American culture works because they don't live in it. Yeah. So they're more likely to make subtle language faux pas, you know, just using pronouns and conjunctions incorrectly. They're less likely to get the context of something. Like how many memes have you seen out there that rely on broken grammar in order to convey the humor? Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Following that path of bad writing, just the logic of if someone isn't able to check their spelling, are they checking their sources? And they do a finite effort. I would like to think that when we do it, we're doing a good job checking our sources because that's what we're focused on. But I do kind of understand why somebody would start with that thought process, but I do kind of... It depends on like their overall workflow. If they gather a bunch of sources first and then write and then don't proofread, Ugh. you can have good sources and bad writing. 
I, I would argue there's a very strong correlation. I think very few people have that specific workflow, but I see what you're saying. It's possible. Yeah. So this is a correlation, not a guarantee. And, and like all of these, these are all red flags. Yeah. The place doesn't have to have bad writing to be bullshit, as this Gateway Pundit article showed us. Does it cite sources? And you mentioned memes. Memes almost never cite sources. Oh, no. So if a meme is claiming something, right? Uh, the Gateway Pundit cites one ABC News article. Oh, good for them. But... I'm sorry, one ABC News video, but it does jump into the middle, into the most sensational part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's only sensational because of them omitting the context. Yeah, editing out of context. With the context, it's just one reporter trying to dig and trying to to ask the hard questions, and Biden answers them. Okay, whatever. But there are plenty of things out there that don't cite any sources. And then there's things that cite bad sources. Yeah, a long time ago, I remember seeing something on Fox News and... It wasn't me. Somebody else tried to follow the chain of sources and like the Fox News referenced something from Breitbart and then Breitbart referenced something from somewhere else. And then they referenced Fox News again. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that that happens a lot in these fake news things. Sometimes it's it's, sometimes it is unintentional. Like it sounds like that one probably was. It, It could have been. Yeah. But sometimes it's intentional. If you're trying to spread a message, it's in your best interest to make a lot of web pages, and it's possible to automate signing up for WordPress blogs, for example, or at least it used to be before CAPTCHAs. So if I want to get a message out there, what I can do is write a thing that will stitch together a bunch of fake articles by writing a bunch of sentences and then having it throw the sentences together in a random order, have my little script, sign up for 100 WordPress accounts, make 100 blogs, post 100 different articles with the same basic message, but some grammatical errors because, you know, when you're stitching sentences together, you won't you won't always get it right. But now I've got 100 blog posts saying this thing and I can automate adding new blog posts and schedule it to do it at slightly different times. And it looks like there's a network of things all referring to each other. And if I have just big cycles of things referring to each other, it looks like each one is citing different things and you can click down and click through. And the only thing that really gives it away is that nobody knows who any of these fake people are and there's no external citation. And this has happened. We found these and blogging sites try to kick these people off but it isn't always easy yeah so a lot of people just don't bother to look and a lot of detecting that stuff operates off of people looking in order to detect it (laughs) yeah and if you just go off the headlines and you just trust that when you see an article that fills your whole page would you trust that it's good you're you're not going to get to anything accurate yeah some will link to a paper where the paper might have like it might be a real scientific paper and it might be nebulous like it might be analysis of the link of COVID symptom recovery and COVID-19. That paper might say, we gave ivermectin to a bunch of people, nothing happened. Or they suffered ivermectin side effects. There is no benefit to giving ivermectin to people with COVID. But then some of these people will link to that and say, look, scientists said it makes COVID go away. So you could read the whole article. The article might be well written and then link to this bullshit as a source. And if you just read the headline there and stop, they've tricked you. So yeah, we stumbled onto that exact thing earlier when we were doing our little mini game. And I found a article that had a sensational headline clearly there to get clicks. And it did get a click from me that was stating that vaccines cause autism, but that wasn't actually what the article said. I, I I stopped and I took a moment to actually skim through the article to understand what it is it was trying to say. And it actually, the article says the opposite of what the headline would have you believe. If somebody wanted to push their vaccine autism narrative in their own personal blog or on Twitter or something, they might say, vaccines definitely cause autism, then link to this. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't read the article is tricked. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So is there a motive? We've talked about the yeah. political motives. Depends on who we're talking about, but there are motives out there. Yes. Yeah. So the gateway pundit is clearly political. 
well. I'm not sure what their thing yeah. is, but they're or how how they make their money or, or what their business model is. But they're constantly pushing. A how many system. ads do you see? It's usually ad revenue. Yeah, there's a lot of ads. Yeah, there you go. I suspect they're also getting money from something else, but I have no way to prove it. And um, also, people selling something. We mentioned uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, he has his own store and sells things. Yeah. Then uh, one I added that neither of the two sources brought up, but it just is obvious to me is the place refuting trustworthy sources. If someone starts by saying the CDC is always wrong or Snopes is definitely wrong, yours the 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 tweet you found yeah. pushing vaccine autism nonsense they started off with snopes is full of shit or whatever they said yeah, something to that effect yes yeah sometimes this is true sometimes people do get things wrong but the amount this happens well they're trusted sources because it doesn't happen often yeah and we mentioned our unimpeachable sources but we have fact checkers these people do pretty good analysis most of the time even though they do occasionally introduce some bias groups like politifact or adfonts media or snopes I guess actually PolitiFact and Snopes are used differently, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll make claims about what, what is true and what isn't. But then AdFonts Media has a bias chart where you can look up and see how biased a source is so you can take that into account. Yeah. So if your possible source starts by refuting the mainstream, it had better come with good evidence. It had better be citing papers, like scientific papers that say what it says, or citing journalists actually revealing scoops, or citing papers that definitely prove what they're claiming, not just yelling about it. I, like I've said before, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know how to evaluate evidence or want a narrative to be true, and then they, they elevate evidence that agrees with their preconceived notions and ignore or devalue evidence that disagrees. Yeah. And that's it's not even necessarily a bad place to be. If you've already vetted all the information coming into you, then you should be refuted or you should be hard to convince out of that position. Like right now, if somebody tried to explain to me that two plus two was five, even if I was wrong and it's not four, I've learned it's four so many times and tested it for myself so many times that it would take a lot of evidence to convince me. Yeah, you'd have to start getting to the point where you're questioning, what do numbers mean? In order to start breaking that down. Okay, and, that wasn't a great example. Yeah, that That's really tough. <laughs> like, well, if someone wanted to prove to me that ivermectin did help with COVID, it's possible. Somebody could convince me. But it would take pretty much a reversal of all the scientific papers we've seen so far. A whole bunch of scientists would have to come out and say, oh, I fucked up my paper. Here's new papers. Or the revealing of some caveat that was missed in some way. Maybe there's... Turns out it doesn't work in white people. <laughs> Holy crap. It's a lot of racist <laughs> studies. Yeah, no, I'm just... I just... White people are very common in the places where these studies all happened. Yeah. It's a bunch of white... Oh, God. I'm not trying to get super racist here. But yeah, but things like that. Some caveat, like, because I don't think we really right. looked into a breakdown by race in these studies, have we? L let me try to pull back a little bit on the race. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so, so a lot of times people investigating things do it on like a college campus when they're doing this type of scientific analysis and they get weird people. Uh, it's an acronym. White, industrialized educated, rich, and from a developed nation. And mm -hmm. that's just on, on the wor on the world scale, right? That doesn't mean that they're individually rich. It just means they're from something like the middle class. Because if you're, let's say you're at UNO, the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and you're studying something, you're going to walk outside and be like, I'm going to give $5 to every student who participates in this study now. And you're going to get people from Omaha, Nebraska, which is 90% white. And then you're going to get just the ones at the UNO campus, just that were there that day. And it's like 97% white people there. So you're going to get a bunch of white people. And you might see that the one black guy got better from when you gave him my 
ivermectin, but that's not enough to be a statistical sample. Yeah. And boom, you, you've been fooled and you didn't intentionally deploy racism. So yeah, if there's a caveat like that, that would be one way that you could not necessarily invalidate the other information, but you're establishing more context for the other information. Yeah, and that could, shortcutting all that. Yeah. You could change my mind about ivermectin helping with COVID if you brought sufficient evidence or sufficient context or sufficient explanations. And that's one hypothetical one. <laughs> but that just isn't how most people arguing against big mainstream sources do it. No, they're and, just like, oh, that person lied or, oh, this is fake news or they, they're leaning on confirmation bias in other people pretty well, hard. Yeah, like what we're doing with Fox News, we're not just saying Fox News is liars. We're saying Fox News is liars. And here's photos proving it. Yeah, this they, is where they lied. Yeah, we're showing specific lies and we'll have that in our sources. And Zechariah Sitchin, we have an episode about his lies. <sighs> anyway, the last thing on the checklist is whether or not uh, you can corroborate the information. Right? Can you go and take that claim to Google or DuckDuckGo and can you find other things that say that? Yeah. Like it, like in this example if, uh, with the COVID ivermectin thing. Can you Google it and go see what's going on? Or it's back to Gateway Pundit. Can you take the headline, ha ha ha, Biden laughs when confronted on Kamala Harris claims he didn't see Delta coming. If you take that, go to Google and you find the whole video and you realize it's been taken out of context or you can't find anything about it, maybe the Gateway Pundit's full of shit. Let's do it. Oh, great. We got almost the exact same article from us.com. Oh, they didn't jump to the middle of the episode. They jumped to the, or they started at the beginning. So they're less good at it than the other people are. <laughs> but literally the exact same headline. Wow. That makes me wonder if they're somehow monetarily associated with one another. Informed USA Today. Exact same headline. Wow. Freedomrockradio.co. Exact same headline. This is this is uncanny. Why do all these places have the exact same headline for these different things? It is a... If I had to guess, it's because it's a web ring that was specifically constructed to give the appearance of legitimacy. That's entirely possible. Like I described earlier with the WordPress thing, except instead of using a blogging service... You know, it wouldn't be hard to automate this. No, it wouldn't. This is literally the exact same title. These are pretty low effort articles. Yeah. Daddyofincome.com. Okay, I'll include all these sources, but they all use exactly the same Biden pick where they've like run him through filters, make him look like he's got tons of plastic surgery. They all link to the exact same video from this tweet. The articles themselves are all very similar in structure. They're not all exactly the same, but they're very similar. Yeah, this is ridiculous. There's no way these weren't, uh, even, even if they weren't written by the same person, there's no way they're not copying and pasting from each other. This is ridiculous. So, okay, how do we determine the difference between corroboration and copy-pasting? Well. Because that, that, that is really important here. That is, a from our perspective anyway, it is a, a subtle distinction. You kind of have to establish some kind of connection between the different sources. Well, when I Google things like uh, how effective the vaccine is, I, I see that as corroboration because often the different places I go will cite different information, right? Some yeah. will cite the CDC, some will cite the European version of the CDC or the NIH, the group from the UK. Some will cite independent, either independent companies that ran experiments or independent uh, schools that ran experiments. And there's lots of different sources saying the vaccine worked the same way. All of these guys go to the exact same video and make the exact same claim. With the exact same headline. Yeah. If, so that much copy pasta, that's why I was saying that they're almost certainly... Yeah, I wouldn't expect exact copy pastes if it were confirmation. I would expect 
people wanting to try to stand out and make their own editorial difference. Let's go ahead and do a search for that. I'm just going to search for vaccine effectiveness. I'm going to click on the news tab and we're going to get tons of different headlines. Unrelated vaccines could also help reduce burden of COVID-19. Study shows declining effectiveness of some very specific vaccine. Pfizer, Omicron, COVID-19, vaccine human trials. Yeah, and if I take any of these, let me take this this one article. It says COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective for children, three CDC study says. I'm going to take that. I'm going to drop that in a search engine, and I'm not going to get articles that have the exact same title. Yeah, I've got three studies say COVID vaccines are safe and effective in kids. Just different title, doing different things. It's clearly got a different author, but they're still citing the CDC. But then the CDC is also citing three different studies. It's like, yeah, it's a subtle distinction, but how do we discuss this distinction more clearly? I don't know. The, I don't know if we want to go like super deep diving into all of this, but I mean, the quick, easy way in this particular case is the amount of copy pasta, as you already established. Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Okay. That is one big tell for that type of stuff. Or, like, it's not always necessarily copy pasta. It could be use of very specific language that might seem a little out of place. Like, if we're discussing illegal immigrants and they keep saying, you know, some specific racial slur or they keep calling them all or they keep referring to MS-13 or something. Yeah. Trying to say specific things about them. Yeah. So if that kind of language keeps on happening over and over and in the same way, I mean, there is something to be said for things that kind of just catch on and become somewhat cultural within a particular subgroup, but not always. Like, I I'll absolutely believe that Let's Go Brandon is popular from a lot of different people, even though it's the exact same words, but it's because I've seen it in different contexts, I've seen different videos, I've seen clearly different people saying it. So clearly, there is some Let's Go Brandon sentiment in the populace. Yeah. <laughs> like, just being right-leaning doesn't automatically make it copy-pasta. There's, there's real people who really hate Joe Biden out there, and the Let's Go Brandon meme shows that. And that's... And I, Effectively using your point? I don't know if I'm effectively leaning into that. I'm actually not familiar with the Let's Go Brandon thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. One in 10,000 today. Congratulations. A news reporter or a sports correspondent was at, a, I think, a NASCAR race or something like that. And there was a driver, Brandon something or other, and he was doing okay. And this news reporter was interviewing someone and the crowd started chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And to cover it, she said, oh, listen to the crowd chanting, let's go, Brandon. She was really clever and smart in the moment to cover that. And because you can't bleep out the, you know, the crowd chanting, right? You're just going to cut out every four seconds in the, in the interview yeah. or something, right? Yeah, that was interesting. It was halfway plausible. But then uh, the conservative crowd kind of ran with it. And every time they say, let's go, Brandon, they mean, fuck Joe Biden. And they've taken this childish thing and they've started saying, it even happened in our Discord, somebody said, let's go, Brandon. We're like, come on, dude, don't do that. And they backed off. But when a conservative person says, let's go, Brandon, they mean fuck Joe Biden. And somebody even called into a some event that Joe Biden was was hosting and speaking on and you know, said, let's go, Brandon, right to Joe Biden's face. And it made national news. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a big deal. There's like t-shirts and shit for it. And it's childish and stupid, but it's real. It's what we have to deal with. It, I don't know. This sounds like more conservative childish behavior there's no shortage of that no no there isn't <sighs> but yeah i mean i guess yeah that is one example of a common recurring language but it's, that's a, a cultural one that's like a, a proper cultural one so that's the type of thing that you might expect in a number of conservative places but trying to think of something that's a bit more specific that 
What about a ton of news articles recently using the word bizarre? Bizarre. Have you seen that? I don't know. I think maybe something a little more specific. Well, it's still not great. But I remember when Womp Womp was first used. Ah, That's a great one. Yeah. And yeah, there was a bunch of news articles that kept on using Womp Womp. And every single one of them had a conservative slant. Well, it's because Melania started it, right? Somebody was like, doesn't that mean little kids are going to die? And she was just like, Womp Womp. No, that was a... uh, like a talk show host on one of the like was Fox it? and Friends, I think. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. That, yeah, they started it, I think. But either way, either way, that's more dumb, childish, conservative bullshit. But yeah, a bunch of places ran with it. And I mean, even that, I would argue, is still as shitty as it is. It's still cultural. So it's still not the best example. I will agree that that is real American culture. Saying womp womp when you hear that you know other people are suffering. Yeah. Womp womp. Where did that sound effect even come from? Was that like a sad trombone? What the fuck is that? From what I remember, it's just person outright said, womp, womp. It wasn't even a sound effect. Yeah, but they're making fun of the sound effect. I guess, maybe. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense otherwise, if there's no pre-existing content. Doesn't make any sense, period. (laughs) I'll see if I can find a more original womp, womp sound effect without political baggage. Good luck. But yeah, like I'm trying to think of more specific examples, but I just can't really think of one. There are more specific examples, people using specific language, or, okay, actually, uh, something that's not necessarily cultural, although it kind of is, it's kind of straddling that line, but definitely is uh, very specific language, very sensationalist in one particular direction, is anytime you people refer to BLM as rioters. You just It's a foregone conclusion. You don't even say BLM except maybe once at the beginning or even in the headline, but then from there on out, you just, yep, the rioters. I see what you're saying. Is charged language. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it doesn't have to be charged, but it often is. I don't yeah. know. I, it, I still don't feel like I'm quite making it. Like, well, I, I need a concrete example, and I just don't have like one Like, right when now. we talk about anti-vaxxers, right, we lump them right in with conspiracy theorists, and so do a lot of other skeptical groups. Yeah. Because they are. They are a kind of conspiracy theorist, and they would really hate being lumped in like that because they think they're real and accurate. And if you see that kind of language where we're tying them together like that, We don't view that as politically charged or or charged in any sensationalist way, but they absolutely hate it because it really damages their credibility because it should because they shouldn't have credibility. That is the goal we're going for. Yeah, but there's another example of that language tie-in. We should probably zoom back out and do a a summary of our categories and and then we have the things that can tell you if a news source what category it might go. Okay, the categories. Yeah, we, we think we need to go over them both. The unimpeachable sources... Sources that try to stay as close to fact-based reporting as is realistically possible. Uh, Sources that add analysis, making the information more digestible, but in the process introduce some bias. Uh, New sources with more analysis that deliberately insert bias into their claims. And so there's going to be more bias, more analysis, more errors as a result of all this. Sources that intentionally lie or are involved in stories without disclosing their involvement. And that is largely where fox news is (laughs) fuck fox news Uh, and then sources that are just complete and utter fabrications from the ground up they are lying they are saying whatever it suits them whether it's based in reality to any extent or not just for the the sake of sensational clicks yeah and engagement so do you think there's any more nuance needed for those like ways to like approach what a source like how highly regarded a source should be or is that just a good way to think about it most of the time? Well, for things like this, when you're talking about categories, you... you Gotta keep it trim. 
somewhat. I mean, you can make subcategories and subcategories. Like the the depth is where the nuance comes in, not from the breadth. The, yeah, the breadth. Okay, I follow. And I think this is a, an appropriate high level breadth. Okay, and then our our quick checklist of red flags. Okay, so checklist of things, uh, ways to spot misinformation sources. Yeah, and these aren't 100%, but if something hits a lot of these red flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're taking in, in aggregate, the full list. If it hits most of them, then you might have a misinformation source. But if it checks only one or two, you're probably fine. Probably. This is all, again, as we keep on saying for a lot of things, it's all just statistical. We we can't say anything firm. So uh, does it evoke anger or disgust? So is it Joe Rogan? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Are you saying you're disgusted by just Joe Rogan existing or, you know, the content of a show or both? I mean, he's a podcaster for a reason. Damn. <laughs> That's uh. He's not that ugly, actually, but, you know, it's probably better that he podcasts. Wow. All right. He, he got his TV days out of him for the best. Sure. Does it make you feel good? Like only 1% are smart enough to solve this. Does it make you feel more emboldened and smarter than you are accustomed to feeling? I'm not going to say <laughs> than you are because I'm not going to make comments about uh, everybody's intelligence. But like even smart people can sometimes feel like, oh, man, I'm so dumb and then feel better about conquering something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I follow. I follow. I'm tr- struggling to come up with a good example there. Does it confirm something you already believed? Yep. Confirmation bias is a hell of a drug. Yep. Does it look too good to be true? Does it sell? Yeah. Like, is it selling you something super cheap that's way too good? It's like, here's a here's a version of the exact same product, but for half the price and ships overnight for free. Uh, does it contain bad writing? Yeah. There's lots of reasons that bad grammar and misinformation are correlated and lots of reasons accuracy and good writing are correlated. Yeah. A lot of times it's just people trying to shovel information out there as quickly as they can. They don't care about the processes to clean it up. And that's uh, assuming that the language that they are publishing in is even their native language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does it cite sources? Some some sites do, and they do a good job of it. Some don't at all, and some will cite sources and then make contrary claims relying on headlines or other bullshit. Is the information your source giving you uh, reliable or unreliable? Like, if it's just a meme, right, it doesn't cost anything to make a meme, that's a lot less reliable than a peer-reviewed scientific paper. Yeah. Did your Uncle Jim, who always sends you conspiracy theories, send you this on Facebook? Memes are not valid sources, people. Conspiracy theorists are not valid sources. Both of these are super important to say. Yeah. And I got, oh, God. That's how I got corrected on on our Discord when I cited a meme that I mostly agreed with without checking it first. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Is there a motive? Yeah, somebody selling something, or is there some political motive? Some monetary gain, even if it's just ad revenue. It, Yeah. Is there a reason for somebody to be doing the thing that they are doing that... That might force bias on their part that an honest actor wouldn't want. Yeah. Do they refute trustworthy sources? Yeah. Like, if they're disagreeing with the CDC, PolitiFact, Snopes, you know, lots of scientific papers, right? you got to question that. They need really good evidence to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Can the information found on the misinformation source, can it be corroborated from other sources? Yeah. And we discussed the difference here between corroboration and copy pasting. You have to make sure that they're not all coming from the same source, which can be hard. Yeah. But yeah, figure out if multiple sources can verify it or if it's just one source that's uh, everyone's referring back to and understand that and understand how many people would have to be lying 
or mistaken in order for this piece of information to be right or wrong. Yeah. If even if you find it in like 50 places, if it's all traced back to one person. <laughs> yeah, it's like the vaccine and autism thing was a few years ago. It all came back to the Wakefield paper, which was retracted. Yeah. yeah. Tons of people were saying it and books were saying it, but it was just him. Well, that's kind of a high point to end it on, that the vaccine autism thing is largely off the internet. Yeah, it was surprising to both of us. It took us more than five minutes to find something. Yeah, it was really good. I like it. Yep. So I see you have a source that says the CDC guidance may be too short. What are your thoughts? Uh, that's your source. That one's mine? I didn't put it there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let me, let me start this again. Thanks to Keldar for video and graphics work. And thanks to AlphaWolf294 for transcription. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Our supporters at the evidence investigator level or higher include Jared, Duct Tape, Keldar, and Stephen Larrabee. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend. If you aren't sure where to do those things, we have a subreddit, r slash disevidentia. You can tweet at us, at disevidentia. You can chat with us on our Discord server, or you can watch our videos on our YouTube. You can email us at contact at support us financially at patreon.com slash disevidentia, and read the show notes, transcripts, and listen on disevidentia.com. Copyright 2021, Blacktop Studios, Inc. Intro music was Slow by Pit X, used with permission. We should probably thank Shady URL. Shady URL is something special. Yeah, they really helped with the uh, the the sponsor spot, and they didn't even know it.